Hello, I'm Les Cowie of Les Cowie Consulting, and thank you for joining me in this podcast when I hope we will explore together that treacherous onboarding gap, the gap between the sign-on process and actually seeing employees be successful in their jobs. And I hope you will consider that what you or your companies don't do can drain your company and its resources. So let's look at the onboarding gap. Organizations spend thousands, even hundreds of thousands of dollars recruiting and onboarding new employees. Yet, in most organizations, there is this gap between professional onboarding and job training for new employees. Forbes concludes that American companies lose $31 billion a year through ineffective onboarding. An IBM study revealed that employees who feel that they cannot integrate quickly and develop in the company are 12 times more likely to leave that company. Now, is the problem that many managers see training as an expense and not as an investment with a possible return? Is it that many HR professionals frighten their managements by demanding increased budgets for training, but actually don't know how to show that there is a return on the investment? Well, I believe that there is an economic option available, and it's as simple as seven steps. Let's look at some of the elements in the onboarding gap, those high costs of recruiting new employees. Organizations spend thousands, even hundreds of thousands of dollars, recruiting and onboarding new employees. The average cost per hire is $4,129, and the average time to fill a position is 42 unproductive days. And my source there is the Society for Human Resources Management, SHRM, in their benchmarking survey in 2016. Now, although hiring costs vary by industry and region, it's always surprising to see the bottom line figure once you have factored in all of the line item costs. And it turns out that the total cost of hiring one new employee in an ordinary job could be as high as $5,000 or more, according to the Center for Nonprofit Management. Now, once again, according to Shrim, in the mid-range and upper management positions, you can find that it costs 20% of the annual salary for a mid-range position, let's say earning between thirty to 50000 a year, and that 20% translates into, let's say at $40,000, $8,000 per recruited employee. And for executive positions, they say it can be in excess of $200,000. So what are the true costs of not bridging the onboarding gap? Well, in many organizations, there is still that treacherous gap between traditional onboarding and success for new employees entering a job. By not addressing it, many organizations are leaving money on the table while demotivating their employees. Some organizations do do a great job of managing the sign-on process. They have good presentations explaining benefits and the organization culture, sometimes using expensive, professionally produced, web-based videos. But still today, most new employees, after they complete this onboarding, are taken to their new location. They are introduced to a few people, whoever might be there at the time, and then 
they are dumped, left to learn the job content through trial and error. This treacherous gap can cause management disappointment in new employee performance. It often results in poor customer service, staff frustration, conflict and less than expected productivity. New employees often become so frustrated that they leave before the organization recovers the costs of their recruitment. As I said earlier, an IBM study revealed that employees who feel they cannot develop in the company and fulfill their career goals are 12 times more likely to leave that company. So why does the onboarding gap still exist? I believe the problem is that many managers see training as an expense and not as an investment and that many HR professionals frighten their managements annually by demanding significant investment to develop training programs for new employees. In most organizations, the HR and talent development people focus on increasing their resources to permit tackling more job content projects. But there is a limit to the number of jobs each year that a talent development specialist can research and learn and then package in an appropriate job training program. There is an economic option to the onboarding gap and it is as simple as seven steps. Make use of the new job entrance skills. One hopes that HR professionals recognize that they can get a return on the organization's investment in recruiting new employees. College graduates, military veterans, even baby boomers bored with retirement and wanting to get back into the workforce in less stressful positions fill many of these new jobs. Organizations that appoint people from within the organization as mentors and train those mentors to coach new employees to apply seven simple steps can capture the content of multiple jobs simultaneously at minimal additional cost. They can provide more than 90% of what a professional talent development specialist needs to package the job content in an appropriate learning experience. So let's look at bridging the onboarding gap with seven simple steps. There are seven X-ray views that apply to every job. If the organization equips new job entrants to know the typical things to do and questions to ask, most job entrants can capture their new job content in weeks. They can sketch each step and, using their smartphone, record it in pictures and videos. They can have productive discussions with people who have experience of the job or interface with it. Along the way, the new job entrant can document the job content and produce a mini-manual for personal reference and training of the next person in that job. These are the seven X-ray views that are common to all jobs, every job. One, define the job's environment. Every job operates within definable environments. You can describe these as internal and external environments. Two, draw the flow in the job. Every job has its own characteristic flow. There's always a point where the tasks start the job cycle and a point where they end it, only to start again. This cycle is the process flow. Step three, analyze the frequency of tasks in the job. Every job has processes and tasks that occur with different frequencies. Typically, 20% of the tasks are performed 80% of the time. Step four, every job has processes that must be applied to certain inputs to produce specific outputs. For each process in the flowchart, a new job entrant 
can compile an ins and outs diagram, at least for the most critical processes. Step 5. Compile checklists for the critical processes. Step 6. Compile a list of the faults that may occur in the job. Typically, 20% of them occur 80% of the time. Step 7. Develop a patrol pattern and inspection sequence. Success depends on correct performance in many locations in the new job and at many processing points. Patrol them, anticipating that things may go wrong and fix them before they become a costly error. There's a short four and a half minute animated video that explains the seven steps so well and I invite you to head across to www.lescowie.com after listening to this podcast and watch it. I'd be interested in your comments and feedback and would welcome you to email me at cowieless at gmail.com or call me at 407-595-0289. So I would like you to consider that one can bridge the onboarding gap by allowing new job entrants to be proactive. In addition to allowing job entrants to be proactive, organizations can expect them to be self-starters. The secret is to equip new job entrants with the right framework of things to do and questions to ask. Organizations, I believe, should also appoint a mentor to guide the new job entrant through the process. Consider this. In issuing the new job entrant to capture the bulk of the job content, the organization will save the cost of increasing training team costs. Using the responses from the things to do and questions to ask, job entrants build a mini-manual. In many cases, this can be a value of more than $5,000 in the case of average jobs and more than $40,000 in the case of middle management jobs. This is without attempting to place a dollar value on improved customer service, improved employee interaction, quicker achievement of standard productivity for the first job entrant, and longer retention of staff who see the way to be upwardly mobile in the organization. By using the new job entrant, you provide the content for the professional training developer to examine, refine, improve, and then focus on packing that content in an effective, deliverable manner. This way, you are able to leverage the resources of people you're already paying for. You paid for the recruitment of the new job entrant, you're paying their salary, and you're already paying the cost of the mentor who's helping to guide that new job entrant. You are not increasing the costs through this approach. Also, you are allowing the talent development person to focus on material rather than to spend long periods of time trying to learn new jobs. When one adds the value of the accelerated onboarding for the string of employees that follow in the job afterwards, HR professionals can show a return on investment instead of continuing to leak big dollars in their company. I believe that the seven-step philosophy is one of the most effective ways to bridge that treacherous gap between onboarding and success for new job entrants. It's as simple as seven steps. I would love to hear your feedback and I would love to start a chat with a group of you who have an interest in this. Please contact me by reaching out through cowieless at gmail.com or visiting www.lesscowie.com or indeed picking up your phone and calling me on 407-595-0289. I would love the opportunity to talk with you and share opinions.